inhabitants of planet Earth, both foreign and domestic. Welcome to the Dura Human Paradox. I'm your host, Darius Riddick, and I would like to thank you for joining me in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind. So for those of you joining us for the first time, uh, welcome to the Paradox, a decryption of 26 ethical health theories that we use to really simplify the complicated uh, mess that is the human body. And frequently we will say the human machine. So just so you are aware, when we say human machine, we are talking about two separate systems, physicality and mentality or cognition and physical capability. So we'll mesh those together interchangeably, but you, you'll come to learn that. So the reason why uh, this is so special today, because this is the first time that you're actually seeing me talk in seeing my face at, or hearing me talk <laughs> and seeing my face at the same time. Look, look, look. That'll happen quite frequently, okay? I'm not like a, a literary expert or, or you know, grammar is not my subject. I'm not an English major, okay? I'm, I'm an exercise science major, so just, just bear with me, okay? But we are here for the first time and you're talking to me. So I, I, I wanted to do this so we can make things a little bit more personable. And so you guys can understand that, you know, this is not meant to be anything groundbreaking or anything special. I'm just a regular guy who has an understanding of certain things. And, you know, I, I want to provide what I know, or at least what I understand with the current literature to you all in some hopes that it, it helps you create a better quality of, of lifespan or health span. And um, we're going to come to talk about a lot, but I believe this is our 93rd episode, uh, but there's so much more to come. But I appreciate those of you that are joining once again and what it is that we're doing here to create a better quality of life for those that come after us, because what is life if you can't create a better quality of it for those that secede you, those that came before us, the researchers, scientists, humans, uh, everything you can think of made where we are today possible. And, you know, for that, we're thankful and our duty now is to carry that on. So as we always do, um, so this I don't have like memorized or I know it off the top of my head, so I have to read it. But on this day in history, man, 1975, uh, of course, one of my favorite topics, Viking 1, an unmanned U.S. planetary probe is launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida on a mission to Mars. So <clears throat> what you'll come to understand for those of you that have been around for a while or for those of you that are joining us for the first time, we focus majority on the next stage of evolution, which is what we consider the idea of space exploration and how human capability is going to be stable in an environment that we have yet to truly understand. Um, because if we look through over, throughout history, uh, for thousands and thousands of years, humans have been on Earth, as far as we know. And for those of you who are sitting right here now, we know humans to have existed in this current atmosphere. So in the Dura Human Paradox, we really dive into these subjects to begin to understand what that's going to look like when we start taking those steps for stable infrastructure outside of Earth's atmosphere. Whatever planet, whatever biome that may look like, there are certain principles that we have to understand. And although we can sit and say that that may be far away, there or it may be near you know there there are steps we have to take in order to get there first and because the human body and the human machine has been around for so long it's time that we finally understand how we can take technology to begin to understand these principles to merge them together and to understand exactly what that looks like and what we call that is human performance so 
when we talk about history, it's important to look back at these things because in order for us to understand exactly where we are, to know that, uh, to, to have an idea of where we're even going in the future, we have to have know where we've been, right? Because the trial and error, the things that we can understand will give us a, a, a lot of a lot of coded learning for the future. And uh, in just 50 years, we went from like, oh, you know, how do we get this unmanned uh, probe out into space to now, you know, SpaceX and Blue Origin and some of the top companies are launching rockets and things all the time. So we can see these things begin to progress. But at the center of it um, and why the dear human paradox is so important is because humans, human presence is always going to be there. And the more we can improve the human presence, the human quality of life, the human lifespan or health span, the, the more we can co-contribute that to, the, to, to what our endeavors are, what it is that we are trying to do or create. <clears throat> and today, I, I just wanted to take a couple minutes because that intro was much longer than I thought it was going to be. But I want to take just a couple minutes to talk about something that um, could be a catalyst to some great things if we begin to understand it. Now, I will preface this by saying I'm not a neuroscience major. Um, I, I won't say that I know all the intricate details, but I do have a bit of an understanding of some of it. I'm still learning myself, but, uh, you know, there are some things that we can talk about to help understand how this process begins to work. And as always, you know, we come together and make things a little bit better. So one of the things I wanted to talk about is predictive coding. And um, for some of you, you probably never heard those words before used together, probably never heard that phrase at all. But predictive coding in the simplest form is um, the brain's way of predicting what information is going to come next rather than trying to process the situation. And it's almost like a, a form of foresight, if you will. Um, obviously, uh, originated in the study of neuroscience and, and, and how the brain is going to interpret information. Now, <clears throat> what one metaphor I'll use is for, for predictive coding, for, for those of you who don't know to understand, picture a puzzle frame, okay? Uh, in that puzzle, uh, there are pieces missing. The brain's role is to begin to fill those, those, those empty spaces. And instead of looking at uh, certain certain patterns directly around it, or instead of trying to wait for more sensory information input, the brain will begin to fill those spaces with what it knows or what it what it what it feels like should be there. And here's why that can be good and be bad. Now, obviously, the brain is going to operate on the path of least resistance, right? Because it already uses a lot of energy. Um, it, it almost never stops unless you're sleeping. So in order to almost save you and save itself, it's going to use the information of least resistance, which means that it's the information that's going to keep you alive. It's, the, it's going to base it off fear just in case that something is encountered that could cause damage to the brain or to you, right? That, that, that's, his, that's, his, that's his job. It is, it is a survival mechanism. At the very core, some of the things that we talked about, even when we jump back to our hunter-gatherer ancestors, is our survival mechanisms. And uh, that is one of the biggest ones. And especially with processed information, we have to be careful that that information is not based on uh, fears of something that hasn't happened yet or that isn't going to occur just because we need to be safe versus, versus information that is readily available. And, you know, you can, you can look up the theories of predictive coding 
and 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 how the brain is like constantly generating what we would say a mental model. But if we don't want to dive into the textbooks because we could be here all day and this is not a class on neuroscience, understand that our role right now is to interpret that information. The brain is going to be your best friend and your worst enemy. But it's important now that we recognize what that process is going to look like. And I can't say exactly what it's going to look like for everyone, but just know that when that puzzle is trying to be completed, um, all the information that's being put into it is not necessarily going to be what's accurate. And it's going to take, you know, as, 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 as much as I want to be reserved from saying this, an individual that is very self-aware in order to understand what that information looks like. And the only way that you do that is by repetition. It, 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 it must occur frequently and um, the, the active action of understanding it because, you know, it's not as easy as just saying, okay, this situation happens uh, because we know what happens, right? It's been proven study after study after study after time after time after time for, for a long time now, right? We just now can really put a name to it. So we know that it happens. Um, it, it's, it's been inherent to human condition for thousands of years. But now with this understanding, our duty is to recognize what exactly can I do in order to begin to recognize when I'm inputting information for a situation that hasn't happened or that doesn't exist, or it's based on fears of something that I haven't encountered versus what information do I have at hand right now? What information can I analyze? What information can, can I gather? And furthermore, are there other resources that I can reach out to, whether that be um, learn situations, uh, people, uh, pieces of literature. Uh, now in the digital age, you have videos and things where you can gather more information to be able to uh, assist in that process. And though we could talk here all day about how predictive coding is going to be essential to human performance, I've unfortunately run out of time. But in the next episode, when you guys will actually get to see me again, we will dive more into possibly predictive coding and how uh, the neural response is going to be, man, just 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 a huge component to some of the things that we have coming up. But until next time, stay durable, my friends.